Experiences are what people love most about travel. With Viator, you can browse and book tours and activities so incredible you'll want to tell your friends. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. Viator has experiences in over 190 countries. There's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Viator lets you keep things flexible. Use Reserve Now and Pay Later to secure the activities you don't want to miss without being locked in. Whether you want to take a backstage tour of the Grand Old Opry, a Miami Bimini Bahamas day trip by ferry, or a private guided tour of the Grand Canyon, Viator is for you. Download the Viator app now and use Viator 10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome again, internets, or wherever you're getting your podcasts. I'm assuming from the internets. Beginning year two. That's right. We are on to year two of the Too Good for Radio podcast. That's right. First week of year two. Can you believe it? Uh, I can. I can because you know what? It's too good to put on the radio, so where else is this going to go? <laughs> but but the internet, where we know all great things emanate yeah. from. Yeah. There's us, there's cat videos, and everything else. So we'd like to thank our sponsor for year two, the same as last year, Nugenics. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we get uh, 10% of every time she likes it, too. It said, giggity, we get 10%. Just the tip of what we get here from Nugenics. You know, we have to go back and try to figure out how many times we've figured out how to make a Nugenics joke yes. in the past 52 episodes. Because it's really quite amazing that we've taken just one stupid phrase from a commercial and it just it keeps, it, it's a running bit. Exactly. It's the gift that keeps That's on giving. That's the only giving. reason I even listen to us is to see how we're going to make a Nugenics joke each I week. wonder how many people actually, only reason they listen, they fast forward like, where is it? Oh, there, there it is. is. And I'm off to the next podcast. <laughs> An actual good podcast. All right. Got my money's worth. Yes. There's so. the... Uh, no. Yeah. Hey-o. Uh, but we begin with uh, nude. 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 A nude story. Nude, nude, nude. Yes. This one takes an interesting turn. It really it takes a couple interesting turns. Yes. Um, like it a meet Tony J. Saunders Jr. Uh, on the eve of his 25th birthday... He uh, led Pennsylvania State Police on a chase in a BMW. Okay. At which point he crashed, <laughs> killed a deer. Uh-oh. And stole a school bus, <laughs> apparently while naked. Yeah, from from what I've read. He stripped naked and then, and then ran into the woods and then police had to chase him. All with a smile on his face, according to a police release. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's originally from Florida with no known current address in Pennsylvania. But when he was arrested, he said he had taken the bus after he crashed the BMW into a deer. Because at some point, isn't the deer found somewhere? Was the deer in the bus or was the deer in the BMW? I, I have just, it's just the tip of the iceberg <laughs> okay. of this story. Okay. Don't get too far ahead of me at this okay. point. Okay. So, yes, in the early morning, he uh, he's, he's cruising down. I don't know if the BMW is even his. He hits a deer uh, and, and apparently kills it, uh, at which point he then steals a school bus <laughs> uh, and puts the dead deer in the back of of the bus because he was going to drive it home and use the remains of the deer for fertilizer. He wasn't just going to leave it on the road to rot. That that's a thing. 
that you would use the remains for fertilizer you know, over really, trying to eat it as a steak or I something? I don't know much about landscaping, so I don't really know if that's a... <laughs> hey, for those people this weekend who may be getting their gardens put together, go to your local gardening place and be like, you got any deer carcass right. I can use as fertilizer? Yeah, if I drive past your house and there's like a dead deer hanging from the tree or something and you're just shaving it to put into your flower bed. Here you go, tomato <laughs> plants. I hope you grow better. I'm giving hold you a it, hoof. Hold it, hold it. That's a little wrong. That's a little yeah. goof. Come with me down to Menards. I'll get you a bag of Scott's fertilizer. <laughs> something along those lines. So so he's, okay, so he's going to use it. I'm just going to leave it at the side of the road. Right. So that's why he put it in the back of the school bus. Okay, continue. So later that morning, um, the school bus uh, operator, Lincoln Coach Lines, reported bus 877 stolen. Um, and the police broadcast a be on the lookout alert. Be on the lookout for a stolen school bus with a deer head hanging out the back. What's going on, everybody? We're going hunting. What they didn't know was... Were there kids on the bus? All they knew is that this bus has disappeared. Yikes. Um, the bus exited the parking lot and uh, headed north. That's when police confirmed it was the correct, a correct bus, followed it to the area uh, on Route 15 and attempted a stop. At the first, uh, the bus eventually pulled over and uh, he nearly immediately pulled away and continued to drive. So there, he's now, now he's on a high-speed chase in a school bus. With a dead deer in the back. Yeah. Um, and then it turned into a nearby neighborhood. This is when Saunders hops out, nude, uh, and goes running into the woods with a big smile on his face. Yeah, buddy. Party Uh, down. Lots of party with that guy, Tony Saunders Jr. As officers chased, he led them through a parking lot and busy traffic areas. Vehicles were entering and exiting No uh, one needs to see that. And as he's running, he's just taking his clothes off. Woo! Here I go. Can you imagine that's your morning commute? Yeah. You're never going to believe what I saw this morning. They finally stopped him on a railroad track and apprehended him. Um, police searched the bus, confirmed the dead deer was inside. No children were inside. Thank God. Thankfully. Um, he, uh, and they, they, they connected to the chase earlier that morning uh, with the BMW. And now he's being held on. What, what kind of bond do you give a man who murders a deer with a BMW, steals a school bus with the purpose of taking the deer to become fertilizer, and then runs nude through busy city traffic for all to see? What, that, do you, what, what do you? What, what kind of money do you put down for to hold that guy? I'd say probably about five hundred thousand dollar bond for that guy. It was just a hundred thousand bucks, man. Oh, I, that's, that's not that, nearly enough. That needed to be like ten million or something. He ruined a lot of people's morning commute and ruined uh, that bus. You can't put that bus back in service. Not only is dead deer smell, but that guy's butt cheeks are on a seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was uh, an active mar- he has an active marijuana for personal use card uh, according to the court dockets he was out on $5,000 surety bond at the time of the incidents and he will uh, then appear before courts uh, coming up on April 24th so we'll keep you posted yes, on this yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a little flag on Google News here to make sure for, that we find out what goes on in there yeah. I, I don't want to miss the rest of this story no we do have a follow up to one of our stories later on Stand here by. on the Too Good for Radio podcast but we go from one nude to another nude where dating advice website My Dating Advisor is out with their 2023 list of the top 100 places to skinny dip in the world. Okay. Why the hell is legit, that a thing? Legit skinny dipping, not just 
not just jumping in the old swimming hole. No, legit, like skinny, like, like you. This is a place to go for the purpose of skinny dipping. Well, they're not all legally uh, uh, able, but these are great places, like more remote locations to get your, you know, let it all hang out, as it were. Okay. By the way, is, is skinny dipping as great as we make it out to be? Is it, isn't it something that's been in movies that makes it seem so great, but in reality, not so great? To me, it seems like sleeping in the nude. Yeah, yeah. It's not Where something it might do. look. It might look good in a in a romantic novel or something. Same thing with skinny dipping, but I think in practice, or getting amorous in a shower. They make it look good yeah. in movies and everything else, but it's not. So here are the thirteen places out of the top one hundred okay. from the from the U.S. Any nearby? Um, actually, there is. You would be surprised what number number one is. Okay. Um, so here we go. If you if you want, so you can either use this as I'm going to go to every one of these places see if I catch nude people, right? Or to stay away from all of these places. So you uh, Yosemite National Park in California is 13 on the list of U.S. ones. These are just U.S. out of the top 100 worldwide. Okay. Baker Beach in California. Number 11, Gunnison Beach in New Jersey. Who wants to go to New Jersey? So this is nude in the ocean. It sounds like yeah, maybe. nude in the. That's a that's, song. Isn't that a song by yes. by the see, see, like by Cake? I think uh, so. Uh, um, <laughs> wait a minute. 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 Number ten on this list of ten best places to skinny dip by my dating advisor. Frenchman's Hole in Maine? <laughs> I don't think you should be skinny dipping in Frenchman's Hole. Uh-huh. I like your flotation devices. Yes, I do. Uh-huh. Mm. Look at your baguettes uh, just whacking around yes, there. Yes, I love the way you inflate. Uh, next is the Bagby Hot Springs in Oregon. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Show uh, you my I li- Bagby. I like your Bagby's. <laughs> I like the way they have the hot springs. Mm, let me and show very, you my hot spring. Very springy. Hallover <laughs> uh, Beach in Florida. Strawberry Hot Springs in Colorado. Yeah, nope. I'm, I'm surprised by the ones that are on the ocean. I think salty skinny dipping is probably ill-advised. I would think so. Big time. You don't want salt going in different places. No. By the way, a lot of them would be beaches then, and sand's getting everywhere right. when you get out. Yeah, this is terrible. Yeah, number six. This is from my dating advisor. The best place is a skinny dip. By the way, who's taking one of their date first dates to be like, hey, Jeez. let's go skinny dip yeah. in that Frenchman's hole? I don't. Does it say what the qualifications were that made them the best? Um, they say... What do you look for in a good skinny dipping hole? I, I'm not quite sure. They okay. Basically, they... Um, the rankings list, Porcupine Mountains Wilderness State Park in Michigan. That's that's where we're getting to at number three. But number six, Hippie Hollow, Texas is Natch. where you can go. That makes makes sense. Little Beach, Hawaii, also a good place. Black's Beach in California. Then you get Porcupine Mountains Wilderness State Park in Michigan. Ouch. Yeah. Why do you want to be going there? Yeah. There's a lot of... There's there's enough... (laughs) Don't you hear porcupine? I thought you were going to say there's enough pricks there already. You don't need any more. Uh, Mazo Beach, Wisconsin. Okay. Number two in the U.S. And Washagall River in Washington State. Washagall River. Yes. Is the number one place to skinny dip in America, according to my dating advisor. Absolutely ridiculous. I know there's a place, and it might have been... It might have been Hippie Hollow, but it's got it goes by a couple of names. But I know in Austin, uh, on the Barton Springs that run through there, there's oh, a, I'm there, sure there's a cove where they're all nuding it up. Yeah, regularly. It's, for me, it's just a place. Those that's a list of places I don't ever want to go. Yeah. you don't you don't want to run into accidental nude. And we've talked about it before many times when we actually had a radio program and even on this podcast. There's good nude and bad nude, 
and just dangling around, maybe having a fish bite at your thing, thinking it's a worm, not a good nude. Whatever you think happens at a nudist colony. Doesn't. You know, whatever Cinemax image you have in your mind of, you know, 22-year-old college girls jiggling around playing volleyball. It's not that. No. It's not that. There's jiggling around, but it's 62-year-olds jiggling around. All hairy and gray and (laughs) everything else going on there. Yeah, using, bumping and spiking with their breasts instead because they flop around so much. Get hit in the eye with somebody's boob. (laughs) Like, wait a minute, is that a tether ball or just your balls? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't want any part of that either. So, uh, moving on here, the Too Good for Radio podcast. If you're listening in to this on the Easter weekend when it's being released, I have a story about an Easter egg hunt gone awry for obvious reasons. Okay. Here's what transpires. This Easter egg hunt was last weekend at the Green and Beaver Creek. Okay. And here's what uh, they made a Facebook post. The management wrote that, unfortunately, this event did not turn out as we had hoped and planned for due to several factors. They wrote that the event was meant to allow one and two-year-olds to hunt for eggs in a designated area. Okay. Then three and four-year-olds began hunting elsewhere with their parents for a 60-second head start. And then finally other children would be able to get in the hunt. So they were going to space it out where yeah, you let the little, a little bit, yeah. you get the littlest kids get out there first, then 3 and 4 year olds go, then the rest of the kids can go out and hunt for the easter eggs. Well, problems with the crowd immediately began, the post said, with many people not listening to requests to move to one area to listen to instructions. Instead, when the 1 and 2 year olds were allowed to go hunt for eggs, Everyone else ran with their kids to start hunting. Yeah. So one and two, they're like, release the one and two-year-olds. And everyone else is like, oh, my God, we got to beat right, the one and two-year-olds. Right, right, right. So once three or four families go, then everyone, the Post added that many adults were seen picking up eggs, and some adults even pushed children out of the way yeah. or knocked people over, Jeez. leaving several of the children empty-handed. Wow. What are you doing, you idiots? And this is usually the way it plays out. It's always it's always parents running in there like maniacs. That's one thing is that the kids get a little elbowy and you know they're shoving right, each other right. around. Not ideal, but it's it's kids and it's, it's going to happen. That's a good idea to stagger it and let the little kids kind of do their thing and then everyone else catch up later. But clearly, uh, it's the parents that are causing the problem. What's going on in your and mind? what are you getting? It's a plastic egg with a Tootsie Roll in it, maybe. Maybe. And here's what they've said now they're like well we're not going to do it anymore because you messed it up instead we're going to have a lot like a a raffle ticket system where you show up and we give you a ticket and then we call the number and a kid gets an egg to ensure everyone gets one and i don't think this is a new phenomenon has it ever worked doing easter egg hunts in groups like that it's 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 supposed to just be at your house you know looking under the couch and things like that and finding it you can't have more than three kids, or it's just going to be chaos. Yes, that, that that's the problem. The public Easter egg hunts never go as no. you expected because of jerk parents who, for some reason, think that it's a sh- showmanship of, like, our family's better, O'Doyle rules, because yeah. we got the most eggs. I'm amazed the Secret Service lets it happen at the White House. I Truth. mean, you want to talk about an insurrection. That could <laughs> that could happen on Easter. It very well could. I'm going to jump the gate because yes. I need eggs for my kids. Did your parents do Easter egg hunts for you? Oh, yeah. My parents didn't. What? Ne- never had an Easter egg hunt during Did you Easter. color eggs? 
We colored eggs, yeah, and then they just go right in the. They go right in the refrigerator. And you, you didn't go looking for them? No. Oh, the, Michael, I'm so sorry. No, the only thing we had was a couple of years was the hiding of the Easter basket. Like our actual basket, the Easter basket was hidden somewhere in the house, <laughs> but no Easter eggs were hidden. What's wrong with your parents? Well, these are all the, also the same parents that never gave me a gift from Santa and didn't wrap anything for Christmas. Right. right. So my parents were very much path of least resistance when it came to holidays. Did you and your sister want to hunt for eggs? We never went on an they Easter never, egg hunt, period. Nothing, nothing. No, never. My my grandmother on my mom's side at one point tried to do that, but once again, it was too many cousins. There was like five of us, Okay, so things got a little bit wonky, and I also think my dad pulled her aside and said, hey, you're setting up expectations I'm not going to live up to, <laughs> so, knock, so knock it off with your Easter egg hunts, because we're doing right. this the day before, and they're going to expect it the next day, too, yeah. so knock it off with your hiding stuff, and so it was like for two years, it got hidden, and then it was just kind of like, it's there. I mean, for a while, because I'm, I'm one of four, um, and for a while there, we each got a dozen eggs to color. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot. With Which, the yeah, pause Times with the, four. With and, the tablet, know, four dozen eggs. my parents doing some. I mean, it was just, you know, it was, it, it, it's, we, had, we had eggs for months. Did you ever do the thing where you dipped the egg in each one of the colors? That was my dad's thing. He would make a black egg. Yeah. Uh, much and, to my mother's chagrin. Oh, moms hated it. Yeah. My mom hated every time I did it. My sister would be upset, and I would be like... Now, if I'm going to do this, the one rule is got to dip it in every one. Yeah. That's going to look terrible. Well, yeah. that's the point. That's the fun of it all. And then you had to do the thing where you would, did you ever try to do the half and half color? Yes. Where you're like, oh, very, look at yeah. this. I'm an artiste. I never, I had no use for the crayon, though, to the write your name on it. The crayon they gave you was terrible. You yes. had to use your own crayons because the crayon that comes in the box is Terrible. shit. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Dudley, and your paws, you dumb bunny, and the rest of your paws, they, friends. I don't know why they skimped on that. Yeah, it had all the things they did, but yeah. So I never went on an Easter egg hunt, and don't try to throw one for the neighborhood. No. Because it's going to end up like this, where people are just being a-holes and possibly arrested. Not going to work. Speaking of possibly arrested, we have a follow-up to the sushi terrorists, which is good to know, because I will be heading to Japan in May. So I need to make sure the that the assembly line or whatever the conveyor belt sushi is untainted. Yeah, there has been this thing in in Japan for quite some time uh, where you go to a restaurant, you order your food, and you kind of sit at a counter, and a conveyor belt comes by. You pick up your food, and, and off you go. No, you just, yeah, it just goes right by. Yeah. Your, and you're just sitting there, and it just shows up. And there had been this both an internet trend and making videos <laughs> and doing funny things of people. Interfering, either licking your sushi. Uh, excuse me. She'll like it too. <laughs> there it is. Boom. Mark it down, ladies and gentlemen. You found it. You can now go to your next podcast. Um, and uh, or something, you know. Or, yeah, right. Or, or, it was they were they, they were squirting they were Windex. squirting hand sanitizer yeah. into your into your beverages. Well, Japanese police are on the case. They've arrested two men who posted a video on social media showing one eating pickled ginger with his chopsticks directly from a communal container no! at, at a famous beef bowl restaurant as a series of pranks that have hit sushi chains known as sushi terrorism. Uh, the police on Wednesday said Ru Shimatsu and Toshidi Oka were arrested on suspicion of obstructing business and destroying and dirtying property. You dirtied our property. <laughs> How dare you dirty my sushi? Um, uh, Shimazu is seen holding a condiment container up to his face and shoveling pickled ginger into his mouth with chopsticks. Customers are supposed to use an attached serving utensil to add ginger to their food. Ah, um, he don't told taint police, it. He told police he wanted to make people laugh. 
Oka said he encouraged Shimasu to do something funny, and he shared the video because it was funny and people wanted to see it. Um, and so they arrested both of these people. Um, and this goes back to how much do you hold somebody on for running naked, right? Yeah, with, with a dead deer. Uh, what do you What do you think they uh, for the pickled ginger for eater? Pickled ginger, yes. Um, Japan's pretty strict. I think that's going to be much higher than than dead deer guy. Yeah, it's uh, they they could face up to three years in prison oh. and a fine of up to five hundred thousand yen. <laughs> now that's thirty eight hundred bucks for us, but five hundred thousand. That's a, it's a big. Number. That's going to be the weird thing. For uh, me, with exchange rates, bring, trying to bring cash, exchanging cash. And for uh, uh, up to three years in prison, and a fine up to 300,000 yen for property destruction. Yikes. Uh, so, so good for them. Yes. Uh, their prank surfaced in February when a customer notified a chain about the video. Uh, and so I think they I think they've put a halt to it. I don't think you ha- are any good. Uh, risk of sushi terrorism when you go to Japan. Perfect. I'm looking forward to that. By the way, the, the, the exchange rate is going to be weird of carrying that much cash. Right. But it's also the sticker shock of like, why is this 37? Oh, wait, it's not $3,700. Right, right, right. Just, it's going to be Lots like of 30, zeros. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of zeros going on over there. So I'm glad the sushi terrorists are out. Speaking of terrorism uh up next we have usually am i the a-hole from reddit mm-hmm. but i'm going to call this a-hole or psycho oh yeah okay all right to weigh in and the mike and molson too good for radio podcast <clears throat> here is the post earlier tonight i ordered a hawaiian pizza with my boyfriend <laughs> already off psycho to bad, already off to a bad start yeah we've only been dating a month so it's the first time i ate pizza with him We only finished about half and then went to watch TV. I was still hungry, so I ate all the toppings off the pizza. (laughs) When he saw, he absolutely flipped out. He said that he was saving it for lunch tomorrow, that he had never met anyone who would do anything like this and was generally really upset. I thought he was joking and laughed it off, but it's been a couple of hours and he's still upset. He's talking about how he was looking forward to having the leftover pizza for lunch, and now I've ruined his lunch. I offered to buy him another pizza, but he kept saying it wasn't about that. Then I had just ruined his day. Is he overreacting, or am I the a-hole, or am I a psycho? Just went in and just ate the toppings off the pizza. Thank you. That's a psycho move, that right? That is a you're, psycho you're move. You're not just an a-hole. Yeah. You're a psycho. Who, do, who, does, who goes in? Because then the rest of the pizza... The leftover is is moot. Right. You take oh, yeah, the top, yeah. You take the topping off the pizza. Now you have a gap of just no cheese, just bread with marinara sauce. <laughs> right. What kind of psycho goes in and goes, well, okay. And it looks weird, doesn't it? Because there's dents like where the toppings right. used to be. Yeah. First of all, you're a psycho because you ordered yeah. the Hawaiian pizza. Yeah. You're both psychos. You both should be locked up. And even more than dead deer guy, you, you need to be <laughs> right. put in jail for that. Right. But then to go... I'm going to just eat. I'm I'm still hungry. Instead of eating one extra slice, you go in and eat the topping off the entire second half of the wow. pizza. That is that is tremendous. That is ruining everything. Yeah. I'm with the I'm with the with boyfriend in this one like you not only did you ruin my lunch, you ruined everything. Just eating toppings off the pizza. You can't do that. Do they stick their hands in the box of Cap'n Crunch and just eat the berries? Because that's it's, it's like the same move. Right. I mean, that's exactly. It's, 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 you know what? It's it, it's almost. I hate to use the word, but it's almost gaslighting someone, right? Because you, yes. you open the refrigerator and you think you've got a pizza as yes, you remember it, it and right. it's not the way it, you remembered it, and so now you're now you're it's messing with your head. You this all this guy walked away, right, and goes, 
I'm going to come back because you do have to let the pizza cool down a little bit before mm-hmm. you put it in a container to put it in the refrigerator, right? <laughs> so he walks away assuming yeah. that when he comes back to put the pizza away, that he's going to have some delicious sli- – well, they aren't not delicious because it's, sh- it's a shitty choice right, of pizza. Right, right. But he's going to have pizza for the next day. And when you come in and you open the box and you go, who the hell did this? What are you doing? I mean, that's something a raccoon who- would do. Right. Are you gonna Just like go? discriminately taking things off the top and eating it. It'd be like around Christmas time, although it's not just Christmas, but like you make those Hershey Kiss peanut butter mm-hmm. cookies, right? <laughs> right? And someone would just go in and be like, well, I'm so hungry. I'm just going to eat the Hershey Kisses right. off the top of all of these. Or I was thinking of like a birthday cake and somebody just like takes their hand and oh. scoops off the frosting. The, That's the equivalent of that, right? That's exactly what you did. You globbed the giant flower frosting mm-hmm. off the birthday cake and said, it's still good. Yeah, and just no. left a dent. No, it's not. It's not so good. You wow. are an absolute. You're not a. That's, you're more of a psycho than an a hole in this yeah, one. That's somebody you need to watch. Do not. Yes. Do not fall asleep on that person. No. Keep because, one eye open. Yeah, exactly. Because they're going to be. Yeah. You wake some up things. and your pants will be gone, and you, you can't explain it. Well, no, it'll just be like your zipper gone. They'll leave the rest <laughs> of the pants. They just who just takes a zipper? Yeah. Right. 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 And finally, on the Too Good for Radio podcast. What could be the possibly worst thing can you imagine on a flight? The worst thing on a flight? Um, well, there was a story just recently of a, a, a flight that had to turn back because a passenger uh, was sitting next to somebody who couldn't stop farting. Oh. And the guy lost his mind. Okay, if I you can want see to, that. If you want me to find it, I will. Uh, but, uh, but I know it's not that. So what? what is the Yeah, worst I'm interested thing? in that if you have a second. But if yeah, not, uh, we got this story out of South Africa. Let me introduce you to great name here, Pilot Rudolph Erasmus. Oh, that's a good pilot name. Yeah. So old Rudolph is sitting there flying the plane, going minding his own business. When all of a sudden he said, I felt this little cold sensation underneath my shirt where my hip is situated, but basically where you've got your little love handles. Okay. When he looked down, he was probably to see, uh, surprised to see a highly venomous Cape Cobra under his seat. Ay, Chihuahua. He felt the slithering stowaway as he was piloting a private flight from South Africa's Western Cape to the northeastern town of Nelspruit. As I turned to my left and looked down, I could see the head of the snake receding back underneath my seat. Man, and, and you're at, responsible for flying the plane. Yeah, at which point there was a moment of stunned silence, to be brutally honest, because, <laughs> holy crap, I got a snake on my little love handles. He decided to turn the light aircraft around and make emergency landing at the closest airport, which I think you should, right? I don't. I think you, first thing you do is go, how the hell do we get to somewhere quick enough? Because there's a, de- there's a dangerous, venomous snake on this plane. Golly. I then informed my passengers what was going on, but everyone remained calm. Uh, just uh, let everyone know, this is uh, Captain Rudolph here. I uh, just want to let you know, I had a cold, slithery sensation in my little love <laughs> handles area. Yeah, it ended up being a venomous snake, uh, a yeah. cape uh, cobra to be exact. So we're going to turn this thing around. Just stay calm and uh, we'll be uh, landing shortly. Thank you. If uh, we experience any turbulence, uh, that is just me freaking out and uh, losing my marbles because there right now is an incredibly large snake around my ankles. Uh, no need to panic. Uh, uh, flight attendants will resume uh, food service here in just a moment, and uh, we'll be on our way. If we go to a steep dive, it means the snake has bitten me, and uh, the venom has taken control of my bodily functions. 
Uh, hopefully see you on the ground. If there are any animal wranglers on the flight, we would uh, ask you to please report to the cockpit right now. Uh, because <laughs> it appears that I only have about one hour to live, as it has bitten right down into a main artery. <laughs> we are cruising at an altitude of 28,000 feet. And uh, this will be my last report from the cockpit before I pass out. Last thing, uh, I will remind you that the seatbelt signs are still on, so please remain calm in the cabin. And and they did. Thankfully, everybody in the cabin remains calm. He goes, I was more afraid of what the snake might do. Luckily, it didn't strike anyone. Otherwise, that would have changed or complicated the whole situation. Um, he said he hadn't seen snakes on a plane, um, but he said, basically, I... I Felt like time to get these mother yeah. snakes off the mother <laughs> plane. Um, he has been praised by South African Civil Aviation Commissioner Poppy Koza, who called him a hero and said he saved all lives on board. Since landing, the snake uh, has not been found. It seemed to have boarded and disembarked, everyone hopes, on its own. So... But, I would have bailed. I would have yeah. jumped out and just left the passengers to figure it out themselves. Yep. I would. You would have looked out the side of the aircraft and be like, hey, isn't that old Captain yeah. Rudolph uh, parachuting Geronimo. out? See you later, suckers. Enjoy this. <laughs> you, hopefully you escape with your lives. I'm out of here, folks. Do you got the farting story? Oh, sure, real quick? sure, sure. And I haven't, I haven't read up. it fully, but I, I scanned it. Uh, it just reminded me there was a, a flight this past January where Daniel David Beacon got on American Airlines uh, in Miami going to London, goes and sits down. This is an eight-hour flight or so Ooh, or okay. more. Yeah. Um, and he sits down, and he's crammed in there with everybody else like we all are. Yeah. And the person next to him... Excuse me. Pardon me. Excuse me. Um, and apparently, once, is, once is accidental. Twice, you got a problem. And at some point, the guy, brought about after two hours of this oh. into an eight-hour flight, yeah, he, uh, the guy gets up, uh, Daniel, gets up, he's had enough, marches to the front of the plane, and just sits down in business class where there's an empty seat. <laughs> I've had it up to here. Flight attendants realize this has gone on. Sir, you can't, this is business class. You can't, can't, be, yeah. you can't do that. He says, I will pay you right now, cash to upgrade this seat. And she said, we can't. We can't. We we can't, can't. No, it's yeah. got to be in the system. The time is, is already. According to the affidavit, um, he had a less than civil response to the flight attendant. Fart um, off. Yeah. Uh, he began shouting vulgar language and spitting at uh, the, the air marshal who was on uh, place. Don't. Uh, you got no beef with them. Yeah. The flight attendant moved away, but uh, uh, he confronted him in the, in the galley and punched him. Yikes! Um, he didn't part, f- punch the farter? <laughs> no. He punched the marshal? Another flight attendant who witnessed the alleged assault told law enforcement she saw him standing on top of a seat in business class shouting. Cause, I mean, I, I guess he, I guess his, his brain he was, just, was all gassed <laughs> out. Yeah. She tried to calm him down and directed him back into his seat in, uh, in uh, coach. He began to walk to the back of the plane, shouting loud obscenity, obscenities toward the rest of the flight crew in the rear gallery. You sit in the fart seat! <laughs> Yeah. You think it's okay? You I think it's okay? You want to hear? <laughs> <laughs> he then shoved a third flight attendant. Good lord. Uh, and uh, once the pilot was appraised of the fracas, it says, he diverted the plane back to Miami. So now everybody's got to go back oh. to the airport. Um, and Did uh, Fart Guy also get in trouble? It No, it doesn't say. Fart uh, Man was able to stay on, uh, not, not the Howard Stern character, but the guy who was, I'm assuming he was a guy. 
I, did, I don't think the farter was a woman. Yeah. Um, it does not say. It does okay. not say. Um, his attorney asked the Federal Public Defender's Office not, has not responded to a request uh, for comment. In his post-detainment interview, he claimed that after he made his move to business class, uh, the flight attendant was aggressive and rude. Uh, and plus, this poor guy has been farted on for the past two hours, <laughs> <laughs> which would make anybody grumpy. Uh, he admitted he did not want to move from the business class seat, according to the affidavit. Uh, not, and, was he, uh, not only was he farted on, but here's the thing. When, I don't know about you, and I don't want to get too personal here, but you know we're among friends. It's year two of the, of yeah. the podcast. Normally when you toot, you have a tell, like there's a movement of cheekage right. when you're sitting down. And so, so not only was it the sheer amount of farts, but I'm sure he kept getting like need because the guy was leaning one way or the other to let him, to let him rip. Well, here's a preview of next week's Too Good for Radio podcast, because as I was pulling that story up, there were also a, a number of links saying, in fact, when you're on an airplane, you need to fart more. Oh, okay. There's something about being up there. You know, your ears pop and your butt toots and your butt <laughs> clogging up here, flying out there. Ear pop and butt toots. That was a 70s. Uh, oh, remember that cartoon? Yeah, exactly. Every Saturday morning, ear pop and butt toots. Wada, wada, wada. Hey, ear pop. Hey, butt toots. What are we going to do today? Well, I'm going to toot my butt. What are you going to do? I'm going to pop, pop my, my ears. <laughs> One time he messes up. I popped my rear. Oh, wait a second. No, I'm going to toot in my ear. You thought it was a 90s morning show. <laughs> Welcome back to ear popping butt toots in the morning. That's right. Wah, wah, wah. We got butt toots out in our remote vehicle. and He's going to pull a prank at the local donut shop. Butt toots is at Frenchman's Hole here to hope to see some naked skinny dippers. What's going on, butt toots? Uh, you wouldn't believe what's going on out here, ear pops. I am just, I am so built up with gas right now, and these people have no idea what's going to come. All right, can you hear it? Ready? Here we go. (laughs) Hey, and that butt toot was brought to you by Subway Sandwiches. (laughs) That was straight from a Frenchman's hole. (laughs) I think next week's whole episode is going to be nothing but butt popping or or ear popping butt toots. That is too good for radio. It is really too good for radio. Uh, you know what? It may not be. I think we just got us ourselves a morning show gig. <laughs> so if you hear uh, coming to uh, one of our sister stations, if you hear ear popping butt toots, you know who the voices are behind it. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll be back next week, ladies and gentlemen.